Welcome to Men Are Nuts, a podcast about mental health, psychological health, physical health, emotional health and wellness in men, women and society. First, it started with MAN, the acronym for Men Are Nuts. And we have a very special guest on the show for you today. Can you introduce yourself? Hi, Matt. How are you, Hi, Matt. How are you? I'm good, pal. Thank you very much. Yeah. You? Yep. And welcome to welcome to Men Are Nuts podcast. I know we've been back. I'm and sorry, forth. looking forward to it. Yeah, we're back back and forth today on on you know talking to each other, and, and it's good to see you and and um, the listeners out there. He's got a smile on his face. It's not so much ear to ear at the moment, but yeah, yeah. Now I see it. Now he's got the ear to ear smile on his face. Right. So, uh, Matt, whereabouts are you? Uh, I'm in Bury St Edmunds, Suffolk. Bury St Edmunds. Right out on the back side of the country. The back side of the country. So, for the listeners out there, let's. Whereabouts is Bury St Edmunds for the listeners out there who, who might not know England? Uh, it's it's in Suffolk, so. It's from the far east of, of England. Yeah. Right. You there? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, can hear you. So it's far east of England. And you're... You're... you're what's Bury St Edmunds like? It's a lovely little market town, really. It's very, very lucky to live in the area I do. Very lucky. Is it is very it, quaint? Is it country? Is it like quaint? Now that's a word. There. Is it? Is it? So obviously, is it country? Country? Is it more kind of country? Yeah, it's, it's right. Yeah, we're right out in the sticks. Very country. We're sort of between Ipswich and Cambridge. Is yeah, where we are. Very St Edmunds. Yeah, Cambridge. I just remembered. Very St. Oh God, yeah. Um, yeah, it brings back memories. Um, yeah. So in Cambridge. Yeah, so yeah, because for people that know Cambridge, you got Oxford and then you got your Paris and Edmunds, which is quite close by. And it's very, very scenic. Driving down there, it's um, very, from Nottingham, it's very, very scenic. Um, I won't say rural as such, but yes, it's very scenic. And I know they've built more roads now down there. So, Matt. What, let's talk about. Sorry, what, what was that? I was saying that they built a lot more roads down there now, and it's made it. Have they made it more? Um, is it still pedestrianised, more countryside, or are they, or they're cutting through the um, the countryside with roads? Uh, well, yeah, we've we just done a big bit of work on the A14. It's very, it's, yeah, it's one pretty much one route in, one route out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember it. Remember it. One route in, one route out. Um, so let's let's talk about um, yeah. In fact, how have you been in this last since this? It's twenty twenty again. We're in this um, times of uh, the flu and whatever you want to call it. Um, how have you been since March and things like that? How's the country been? Um, it's, it's been it's been quite. A- journey really it's been very up and down um like as for everyone you know i think you know you start worrying about work and, and money and all those sort of worries that not seeing my family was sort of you know i couldn't see my mum for a long while so all these things sort of t- start taking their toll. i'm very much a person who likes to be outdoors and doing stuff so when we can do things and see our friends go to the pub and Go to football. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, I found it very, very hard. Yeah, yeah. Very hard. I'm not going to lie about that. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and no, then, it's, it's it's been very tricky time. Yeah. So in those times of uh, those times when it was when you found it most difficult, um, were you were you did you was you in work or was you having to just literally knock lockdown or what call it lockdown stay in? Yeah, well, we, the worst times was when I we could work, you know. We had about eight weeks off, you know, because I've got two two areas of my working life. I've got my working life where I go out and talk about my personal experiences and stuff that led to a lot of my mental health problems. Yeah. Uh, and then I've got my, like, groundwork side, sort of, like, builder's side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which I can obviously carry on with the talking, going out and talking has has, has been totally stopped at the minute. Right. Okay. So, 
yeah, so at the height of it, it was, um, and it was a bit, a bit of a struggle for a lot of people because obviously it was a new thing, but just not it being a new thing, it's just being told that you have to, you know, um, do this and stay in. Whereas a lot of, where, where you're living in, where you're living in particular, like you said, there's a lot of countryside and you're able to get out on most days. And that must have been, ah. it must have been quite hard. Um, were you ever a person that did, um, during those times, cycling? to get around because I know there are people start no I'm not really you can't see my frame but I wouldn't look too great on a bike (laughs) (laughs) yeah I'm not really built for cycling no no it's not my bag yeah 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 I've done a lot of walking with my dog and stuff like that yeah that was the reason why I asked is that because I know a lot of people in in the UK took to cycling and and, and, Uh, yeah it's mad it was Round around here is absolutely mad. It's like the Tour de France coming through the village. So let's um, let's you know, let's talk about um, you and and kind of your journey and and um, you know, you mentioned obviously the podcast about mental health and just really um, you know, what's what's you know, in fact, let's talk about some of the work that you've been doing before we kind of um, get onto. Incident that happened within our, within my, well not mine, within our family sort of business. Yeah. Um, I saw. I, I, I think it'd be easier if I sort of run through, go through what exactly what happened okay, to yeah, us, yeah, and then, yeah, so then we sort of, that, yeah, then we can sort of go on a little journey as such. Um, yeah, yeah. We, we, me, one of my brothers, one of a very good friend of ours, we set up our own little groundwork business. You know, we'd been working together for a long while, and um, you know, we we just made the decision we wanted to try and make our, our families' lives a little bit better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, try and um, sort of give them a good start in life. So we started our own little business, and we we were doing quite well. We'd been running about three years at this time, and 2011 January 21st. Um, I received a phone call that changed my life forever. Right. Uh, saying there'd been an accident on site. Uh, and it turned out that it killed both my brothers oh, right. and, and two very good two good friends who right. were working for us at the time. So yeah, I ended up going on quite a journey. There was obviously a long drawn out court process. There was you know, a lot of hassles with work, money. You know, more importantly, anything than anything, personal relationships, and I ended up getting myself in quite a a pickle. To be yeah, quite yeah, honest yeah. with you, I, yeah. now I'd always been one of these guys that you know, mental health was for the weak. I was very black and white. My life yeah, was yeah. very black and yeah, white. Yeah, you know, yeah. you were strong or you were weak. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and for someone to have mental health problems in my head at that time of my life, it was to be weak. Yeah, yeah. You know, but. Everything caught up with me in the end, and it done me, you know. And I tried, I tried to fight that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I tried to fight, but I'd always, you know, I'd always been someone who loved being out, who loved being at work. But you know, I, all of a sudden, I was not wanting to get out of bed, not yeah, wanting yeah, to yeah. see anyone, yeah, not yeah. wanting to speak to anyone. You know, and I know it was the. You know, I later got diagnosed with PTSD, but, yeah. you know, I'd, I'd always been quite lucky in my life. I'd always been quite happy. Maybe a bit angry from time to time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, I'd always had a happy life. But for me to have have these feelings was, was really, really hard. You know, and I, I couldn't understand it. You know, it, like I said, I just thought, right, you've got to pull yourself together and get on with it. Yeah, yeah. But I, but I really, I couldn't get, I couldn't get going at all, you know. And I look back on everything now, and after I've sort of come through the journey and such, and I really didn't realise quite how bad I was. To be. It was, it was, you know, I wasn't nice to people around me. I was dismissive of everyone, you know. And it's not something I look back on very proud, proud, you know, but. The thing is, when when that depression hit me, 
you know, it, it just it was it was like being hit with by Mike Tyson, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. and trying to get rid of that yeah, yeah. was such a long journey. Yeah. You know, I was always a stubborn guy, you know, but I still am. No, my, my family had begged me to go and get help. But, you know, for me, that was being weak. You know, I, I didn't need to speak to anyone or deal with it on my own. And I didn't ever talk about the accident at all until I was best uh, man at a friend's wedding. I'd sort of started thinking I wanted to get into speaking about my experience to help others yeah. try and stop other people going through what my family had been through and friends and other families involved in the accident. So I said this to a friend of mine who then, his father-in-law worked in a health and safety role, who then contacted a guy called Jason Anker, who come down to meet me. And uh, it all sort of spiralled from there. But I, when I first met Jace, I mean, if he was on here now, he, he, he would he would hear himself. But, you know, I, I was in a really bad way. You know, I did, I avoided eye contact. You know, I'd been in a uh, bite in the pub the night before or the weekend, whenever it was, all my knuckles were but, you know, cut up and that. And I was really just in a bad state, generally. Yeah. Um, but meeting him, it, it helped change my life. He started to help getting me out on the sort of circuit, if you like, to speak. Um, put a lot of time, effort and money into helping me get out there. You know, I started doing quite a few talks locally for construction groups and stuff like that to try and because I started speaking about what had happened, yeah, yeah. I I then started to feel a bit better within myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and as this just spiralled, you know, a bit quickly I was all over the country, into Europe. You know, I won awards for it. I won the Rising Star in Health and Safety 2017. You know, all of a sudden I started, to, the fog started clearing. Yeah, yeah. You know, I could start to see my future again. You know, I was very, I was still a very difficult person to be around for my family and that, I think, if, if I'm to be honest. Yeah, yeah. But in my head, I started to clear and I started to feel a bit better and I started to really enjoy going out speaking and meeting people you know and, and slowly it started to turn my life around you know and had I not got into this I, I can't tell you where I'd ended up what would have happened to me but a certain getting into speaking and talking about my experience talking about brothers talking about my friends you know and actually just speaking about what, what actually happened that that cha- that's changed my life without a shadow of doubt yeah yeah and so i you know i'm quite lucky now like the state yeah so you're you you've obviously been that's a, a brief outline of the journey and, and you've you've you managed to kind of turn things around you turn your life around and and um i can still i can feel you i can feel that there's there's obviously there's gonna be a lot of hurt and pain and some of the things um to still a lot maybe still a lot of things there to get off your, your chest um um and sometimes we can carry you know sometimes we carry a burden around with us along and it's not until someone comes along that we re- that we, we start to realise, you know, it, you know, it's not, it wasn't our fault, or it was this or that, or whatever. And sometimes we learn to come to terms with some of the, you know, the things. It doesn't take it away. It doesn't take what happens away, but it 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 goes a long way to to, to feeling less painful in a sense. Um, is that how you feel? Is that how you feel about it? Uh, massively, you know, I feel, I. I I think a lot of people around my, where I live and that thought, you know, he, he's arrogant. I, I don't know, it's just, just my perception, you know, he, he's just getting on with his life like nothing matters and all that, but they don't know what's going on in my head, do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I don't know the battles I had just to get out of bed and go to work in the morning. You know, so I carried a lot of guilt, and still do to a certain extent. I carried a lot of guilt for a lot of years. Yeah. 
you know, I, I was the person that took the work on, I was the person that put them in that predicament. You know, so I, I did, I do still carry the guilt about it. I do think it has started, I've started to live, learn to live with it better. But certainly in the first few years, I, I um, you know, the guilt that I carried and the, um, I don't know, It, it, it ate me up. It, it really ate me up for a long, long time. Yeah, yeah. Really did. So, so being able to share that burden has helped me massively. Yeah, it's fantastic. And, and it's good that you're doing that because, like you say, you never know we, you know, what could have happened to you um, and maybe to others around you um, if you didn't. And, you know, during that time, um, when, it, when it first hit you, when it first, you know, these things, that, the build-up, how you said you ended just to get the get the listeners to kind of grasp how how bad it was for you. What 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 did, what was the feeling for you like at that time? Well, I just I didn't like I said I didn't want to see anyone. I didn't want to speak. I've always been a social person, you know. Didn't want to see anyone. Didn't want to speak to anyone. Didn't want to really be with anyone. Yeah. You know. But the worst emotion for me was with me was anger. You know, I, I'm not going to sit here now and say that I, I, I never ever thought about suicide or anything. But I was just so low and I, I was a nightmare to be around. I was angry about everything. Yeah. You know, and it didn't, and, and that's how it sort of resonated within me. I was just an angry man, you know, who, who wasn't particularly turned into not a particularly nice person, someone that I, I, you know, I'm not proud of that I turned into at all. Yeah. And you're, you didn't actually, it wasn't like the fact that you had to deal with um, death. You had to deal with, you know, some people, you know, some people, you know, for a lot of people who um, a relative dies or a friend dies, they've got that to deal with. But then you had all the other things, a build up, like you say, of, the court case, the scenarios, other members of other people's families, um, and just it was just maybe like you, and you said it was like a catalogue of things. It wasn't just like this one thing. Oh, this person's died, right? You know, I can grieving process. The, some of the things would have affected your grieving process as well. Some of the other things that were happening surround and 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 I guess as well. I guess as well that. It, it, at that time, it would have been, you probably went over and over and over and over and over again, so many times, day after day, probably minute by minute or whatever, of why did this happen? Or, you, I don't know, maybe you could have said, I mean, for some people, they say, oh yeah, it could have been, why, why couldn't it be me? Why didn't it take me? Because some people, you know, that's, that's, that's the guilt to feel. Um, what, would you say it's, 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 it's a familiar thing? So, the the things like I mean I don't you know if you want to talk about the, the, the things like the court cases and stuff like that was was anything ever um, resolved t- ten years on in terms of the court cases? Yeah, I mean you can ask me anything. I'll tell you whatever you know. Oh, yeah. It's absolutely fine. So the court case um, it, it took six and a half years to finally get to court. Wow. 
you know, and and what people don't realise is is that, you know, while you're involved in the court case, you know, we got released, me and Goody got released as separate entities fairly early into the investigation. But as the business, we didn't get released until about six months before they went to court. You know, so you've always got that plan in the back of your mind, the prosecution. You know, and this is what people don't realise is what it does to the other family members. And, you know, when, when the accident happened, my son was nine. When it finally got to court, it was like the week before my son's GCSEs. Yeah. You know, so it's all back in the newspapers, it's back on the TV, it's back on the radio. You know, you sort of see your mum now starting to sort of smile a bit again, you know, and sort of enjoy her grandkids. Yeah. And then it's, it's like she gets put back to square one again with it all coming alive again, if you know what I mean. And, and all, this, all the details going back in the press. Yeah. You know, it's a harrowing thing, going through an inquest like that and hearing all the details and, and, you know, it just makes you relive that day. So it's, it's quite, you know, it's, it's something you have to go through. Yeah. And when you, just then when you said, um, sorry, just, I was going to say to you, you know, just then when you said released, um, for the listeners out there, what was, what's the... What are the laws and when you, when, in terms of the way you said released, in terms of you said you were, the, the company was released and you were released previously? Yeah, that's, that's fine. I mean, we, we were... Yeah, well, what, what it is, is obviously I was a limited business, or we were a limited business, so we've got two legal entities there. We've got us as a separate, as a personal entity, and then we've got the business Hayes Good Construction. So the personal entity, we got released, business very early, and the business got released later. Um, the prosecution was dropped under the basis. You see, a prosecution is done in the public interest. So they felt that we'd suffered enough and they didn't see it was in the public's interest for them to prosecute us any longer. So we certainly had failings on our behalf that we should have been there and I should have stood in front of that dog. There's no, there's no question. You know, so... But the prosecution is in the public interest and that was why it got dropped against us, whereas others were, were prosecuted and fined money and suspended trials, prison sentence, etc. Right. So, so, so basically what, what had happened was there was an, there was an, an accident and people, they were saying that that it could have been your your negligence or your fault, and then they happened to find out that maybe it wasn't your fault. I think with, with ours, it was it was just such a pin the blame on one person would have been virtually impossible you know it yeah, wasn't yeah. really it was a catalogue of failed systems yeah. procedures um, that caused the actual accident to end up happening or it's yeah, yeah. you know so it, it would have been ridiculously it would have been ridiculous in my opinion you know other people might have have a different opinion to me but I think to have blamed one person for our accident you know, when, we, when there was an awful lot of people who had failings, and like I said, I, I had failings myself, and again, I have to live with that. You know, something else I have to live with knowing that, you know, I failed them boys. Yeah, yeah. And just, I was going to take you back just before, you know, before, from your, yeah, your childhood and stuff. What were you like as a, yeah, as a, as a child and stuff growing up? Because um, I'm going to go, I'm, the reason why I'm asking that, because I'm going to go on something a bit, you know, to do with what's, what what you've been through. Um, what were you like as a child growing up then? Yeah. I, was, I was quite a... I, I, I think I was quite a happy child. I mean, some of the people around here, mate, around my way, would probably may, may not agree with that, but <laughs> I thought I was quite a lo- happy child. I loved my football. You know, I loved my football. Loved my football. I, I only had a happy childhood memories you know I don't 
you know, my mum and dad split up when I was about 16, but I don't, you know, I don't feel bad about that or angry about that. Yeah. You know, that's just life, isn't it? So, you know, I, my parents give me a fantastic upbringing and a very, very happy upbringing. I, I had, yeah, I, I was very happy, you know, with my brothers all the time. You know, yeah, and, and, yeah it's, it's great. My brother was also a good with my, my brother was far better than me, and, but, you know, we, we just, our lives were football. My youngest brother wasn't quite so much, but that's what we were brought up around. You know, my dad was football mad. My mum, you know, followed Ipswich all over Europe. You know, it was all off, it's just all football. So, who can't like that? You know? So, you, so you're, you're, are you all Ipswich supporters? We were all massive Ipswich supporters, yeah. I don't know, and then, and then if you, are you old enough to remember Jason Dizel? Yeah, 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 Jason, yeah. I remember Jason Dizel very well, yeah. yeah His yeah. son's now playing for him, Yeah, Jason Dizel, and yeah. So, I'm just, I was just, I just conjured up that name for some way. Jason Dizel, there's quite a few of his that have, um, I remember, was it, did John Walk used to play for them years ago? Was it John Walk? But yeah, um. Yes, yeah. You still see him around, like the local towns and that now. Oh, do you? He's, he's probably the best player to play for us ever. Yeah, he was, he was, he was. So you, you're, you're, you know, mad Ipswich supporter. Um, I say mad. I don't mean mad as anything. I mean you. Yeah, obviously, it runs in the family to be a um, frenetic Ipswich supporter. You've travelled with them and. and You've lived... You, yeah, you, yeah, yeah, I've travelled all over, was Have you? Right, so Europe and everything like that? I, I didn't do Europe. A lot of my friends did, but I didn't go. Yeah. I don't know, I couldn't tell you why I didn't. So you, it was happy memories for you growing up. Um, and was there anything when you were growing up, even like as a teenager or as uh, as adult, that anything that happened where you... We're, I mean, like you say, you're probably... no, I, I turned in, you know, uh, probably a little bit broke, if I'm being perfectly honest. You know, I, I led a, I, I've enjoyed myself. All right. Up until that point where that, where the accident happened, there was no, it was, there's nothing that you kind of went through that you would say that you, your mental health was, was tested. Apart in life. No, I, I, I was, like I said, I'd always class myself, you know, like I said, things were black and white. I was very black and white. You know, and I'd always said I was strong in that manner. You know, you got to remember, I grew up on a building site, you know, where, you know, my boss was a very hard-mannered man. His dad was even harder, you know. So if, if you ever, like, were feeling a bit down, it'd be... Dust yourself off. Come yeah, on, let's yeah, get yeah. on with it. You know, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. back in them days. You know, yeah, which yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, there was no sort of. Was, I, I don't know. There's no time to feel down. Do you know what I mean? I, I don't know how. I, I can't remember. I might have, might have been a bit grumpy if I was hungover, or you know, <laughs> I'd party too hard at the weekend. But yeah. very short lived. You know, I, I was generally, I generally just love life. You know, and I, I, yeah, I did. I know. I, I never had anything like that until the accident. I'd never really, like I said, I could, be a, I could get a little bit grumpy from time to time. I, I could lose my rag a bit, but generally I, I've only got happy memories. Yeah. Because the reason why I was asking that is because during, it's funny because you, when you said, you, you said 10 years, but when it came down to, you, to it, it was really, it was really four years because Six you six years you had to deal with the from the start to six year to the sixth year and to the point where they they, they they kind of said enough. So literally you have had to deal with this for the last four years, in a sense, if you see what I mean. You've you've had to deal with it then for six years, but it was almost like a relief. It must have been it come as a relief to you after that six year. Um, to, to the point of now, four years now. Now you can get on with your life. It's not. It's almost like you couldn't get on with your life before. Oh no! You, that's, you, you put it exactly that. You, you couldn't get on with your life. You know, I started speaking. 
couldn't say all the things that I, you know, because of the legal. So, so your life was on hold, you know. Business-wise, you know, I couldn't really run a proper business because I still had all that running over me, you know. And work was tough, you know, because I, I didn't enjoy it. I, I, you know, and I loved my work. I always, I always loved my work. And I didn't enjoy my work no more. So it was, it was incredibly tough. Incredibly tough. Yeah. But, you know, when that did go... You know, I started working with my old boss again, and I regained my love for work again. You know, and that was a massive thing for me. Yeah. So you know, not having that love for work was, was was quite a big problem for me. Yeah. And so your family, so your family, you, you've. At what point did you? Was there a point where you sort of said, you know, when you were saying that, um, you, you know, your thoughts of suicide and things like that? What stopped you then? What stopped you from doing that? I, I, I can I no I, I never I never ever had thoughts of suicide never ever you know I struggled so badly to get the, the bad thing was me I'd always been a motivated driven lad yeah but I, I lost all my get up and go I lost all my I'd always I think I think the best way to describe me for a lot I was so resilient you know nothing would ever beat me yeah. I'd always find a way around it I think that's one of my strengths as a person yeah, exactly. But I'd lost that ability, you know. I just didn't care about anything, and that's, you know, that's that's. I just sunk to proper lows, you know. And like I say, the worst thing for me was anger, you know. I, especially if I'd had a drink, you know, I could be a bit of a nightmare. Yeah. So, yeah, they were the things, and probably the worst. Probably after about four four years is when I really had my head. You know, really, really bad. Yeah. Four years after the accident. So, were you drinking more heavily after that? Then was you, you know, obviously you must have, you would have liked to drink, but was you drinking um, a lot heavier after that, after the accident? Yeah, I, I was drinking. Yeah, I was, I was drinking a, a lot. Also, you know, done quite a bit of drugs as well, yeah. which probably didn't help me. Didn't help my moods probably neither. But it, the thing was, Oblivion, you know, when I'd get hammered, it gave me that release from what was actually happening in my normal life. Yeah. It gave me, you know, for, for a few hours, I could get away from actually what was going on in my head yeah. every day. Yeah, yeah. It just gave me that release. Yeah. So, you know, I, I did hit it probably too hard. Well, not probably, I did hit it too hard. But, you know, it did just give me that release and give me that time to enjoy myself and smile, you know, smile and sort of feel happy again, you know. Unfortunately, you know, that's the wrong place to be looking for your happiness. But, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah, because... You know, it just right. is. You're yeah, right. that was... That's... But that was your way, because what I was trying to get at before is that is some of the things that you would have done to help you cope, to cope, to cope with... Oh, oh definitely, 100%. You know, I, I did try and throw, you know, I did try and throw myself into work, but that was a half-hearted attempt, really. I, I couldn't find the distractions I needed. I needed distractions, you know. I needed no time to think. So, it, it, for in, if I was driving a digger for any period of time, I'd find myself sort of start welling up, sitting in there because I'd be thinking too much. Yeah. Driving's another bad one. You know, I, I always needed to keep myself occupied in some in some description. So. You know, doing the drugs and drinking heavily, it just gives me that time away from my normal life, you know. Don't get me wrong, I still enjoy a drink now. Yeah, yeah. I drink for a different reason now. Yeah, yeah. I drink for enjoyment, not for oblivion. Yeah. There's a massive difference, yeah. you know, because I'm, I'm happy within myself. Yeah. So it's almost like you were, um, addic- like you said, oblivion, it was almost like you saw... It's like a dark place. Um, it's often mentioned on the podcast about going to this dark place. And for some people, that darkness gets even just completely shut out. I'd say suicide. Um, for others, they come back from that dark place. You went to a dark place and you, you did things to try and help you cope. And you said, and at this point in this darkness and the yeah. point of, of you being in bed and... and how how did you get what got you up what how did you get up 
because I, I, I knew I had to, you know, I had to, you know, it was, it was such a daily fight to get myself to motivate and go to work. I, I knew that I had to try and support my family. You know, it was a real battle every single day for me to do, so I hated it. You know, but I, I just knew that I had to try and do the right thing for my family, but you know, well, one thing I'd always pride myself on was being a good dad. I, I wasn't being a good dad at this point. I was a shadow of a figure that they once knew, you know. Very, very miserable. But I try, you, you try and keep a roof over their heads. You know, my business partner had gone to work, just work in a company's past seven and a half, four, which in hindsight I should have done rather than keep trying to push through and and make something of myself when I weren't mentally right to do that. So, I knew I had to do it for my family, but it was really, really tough. It's so tough to get myself out of that hole, you know. And it was the hole just got bigger, and especially, you know, the more I tried to sort of climb myself out of it and do the drink, you know, that hole just got bigger and bigger. But you know, and it took something else to happen for me to realise that I need myself, needed to sort myself out and sort myself out quickly, you know. Yeah. And during that time, how was your family coping with you? If you look back now and be in their shoes, how how do you think it was for them? How were they managing to kind of to see this person that they once um, once knew as a, you know, happy-go-lucky? Well, they, tried, they tried to stop it. They tried to help me, but I, I wouldn't listen to anyone. I, I, I had so many, you know, people I'd done business with for a lot of years who trying to talk to me and say, Matt, look, you're, you're, you're going off the rails here. But I didn't want to listen. You know, I, I just, I thought I knew best. You know, my mum, my mum, she'd never said anything, but my poor mum must, it must have worried the life out of me. You know, my friends, I know, were worried about me. But, you know, you won't listen, you know. I just said I always had it. I was bullheaded and I'd do it my way, you know. And unfortunately, that led to the breakdown of my marriage, you know, my wife and my kids moving out. And that, that, was, that was probably... That was, at the moment they moved out was when I got worse and worse and worse, you know, which led to the situation where finally, you know, where... I was just spiralling out of total control. You know, I, I I got into a bit of a problem in a fight in a pub and got into a bit of trouble. You know, and there, there was two things that made me realise I had to get out of things very quickly and sort myself out. One was when I got told that I was looking at six months in prison when I went to court. And the other thing was I had a bad car accident, right. which was my fault. Um, down a road that I'd driven down a million times, you know, but you see, my head used to go off on tangents, especially when Big to Music would come on the radio. It was from that time. Yeah. You know, and this was on the actual day, the anniversary of the accident, about, I can't remember, about four or five years on. Yeah. Four years on, you know, and I, I come straight out of a crossroads and T-boned a transit van. You know, and they, the, the police would come over to me and said that the guy who I'd hit was going to die. You know, and it quickly made me realise I had to sort myself out. You know, I had to sort myself out very, very quickly because, you know, it looked like my inability to cope with things was going to cost another man his life. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it wasn't, you know, and it wasn't as easy as just sorting myself out because I was in such a bad way. You know, I'd always had this thing that I used to do, you know, when things were getting on top of me. And this Prior to, this was prior to when things were really, really bad, you know, and I, I literally, things were getting on top, I'd shake my head and just say, come on, Matty, you can plough through this, you know, and I, I could plough through it, yeah, yeah, yeah. but then when I got deeper and deeper and deeper into it, I was shaking my head and nothing was clearing now, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, and, and I couldn't just plough myself through it, it was just... Yeah. But those two things happened, I knew I had to sort myself out, but it took an awful long time for that to happen and, and it's only since 
I started speaking, I started talking about everything that happened that night, that day. You know, because there's still, there's still things that people don't know, but people, no one knows what, went, what we went through on that actual accident site that night, do you know what I mean? So, yeah, but I started talking about it with people, and, um, and that's what I <laughs> and that's when things started to to get better. You know? Shut up, dog. <laughs> Sorry about that. No, 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 don't worry about it. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's when you, as soon as I started speaking to people about it, you know, and I started to learn some coping mechanisms to not let myself go back into that place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I really threw myself into going to the gym and losing weight for quite a bit of time because you know I'm naturally a big lad. You know, yeah, yeah. actually about 18, 18 and a half stone, yeah. you know, but I got myself down to under 16 stone, I was fit, you know, I played football again, I played football again and, you know, them, them things really helped me start to get myself sorted alongside with the dog, and also now where I'd, I'd be stubborn and not speaking to people when I'm feeling a bit like that. You know, I've now got friends in my phone that I, I will just ring or just sometimes only just have to text them, you know, uh, and just say I'm feeling, you know, I'm struggling a bit, you know, and, and I started to find my own coping mechanism, yeah, yeah. you know, and I slowly started to find my way, so I don't go back into that way, but, you know, I'm very, very lucky now that I've, I've you know, I've come through the other side, I believe. And I do have a very good life. Yeah. You know, I've got a lovely kid, or three lovely kids. You know, my oldest son works for me. My other two I've got to go and pick up in a minute, you know. Yeah. Go and have a roast at me mum's and, <laughs> and go and pick me kids up in a, in a few minutes, you know. So I'm a very, very lucky guy, you know. I came through the other side. And it took a long while, honestly. It took, I would say... It took me to probably year nine of the after the accident to actually one come to terms with everything that had happened. Two to accept what had happened. You know, and three to, to realise you know that I still had a life to live. I was still people that you know people that's depending on you. Yeah, depending on me and those people I let down. You know, I, I can't ever go back and write all the wrongs that i done. I, I can't do that. I wish that I could do. I can't do that. But, you know, you know, so some relationships have broke down forever. But, sort of, you know, I always, I always look for the positive now. You know, I always look, you know, and, and I, I have a, we have a great saying that Bradley says when we work with doing the talks, you know, it is what it is. You know, rather than getting too up, too down, or worrying what's, what's happened in the past and we, we're not in control of, just is what it is. We just try and move on, you know, I just try and move on to the next thing and make that next thing right, you know. Yeah, yeah. That's that, they're the things for me now, is it just, I'm not ingrained it. I, I do, and also I do believe that I, I have got quite good resilience, you know, and I think resilience is such massive word I mean I don't like keywords I mean in, 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 but resilience is a massive thing to have in your life you know if you can just keep plowing through things and you know deal with things keep saying you know it's alright when we get through this everything will be fine you know you just you know and it's, it's one of the best if I can give my kids anything and I try to bang this in well I'll give them resilience in their lives right because a lot of people have, you know, quite a people have mentioned that word the, the old word the resilience word um, and I think that's the reason I think that's the reason why when I said to you to go back to your childhood and kind of think I wanted to know what it was and obviously you said oh it was probably thing I had a good life but it was actually resilience it was the resilience because somebody's taught that in you whether it's your parents or whoever it was you, you said you follows it or somebody that had said to you that you know, just to learn to get, like you say, black and white. Yes, there's going to be grey areas, but it's just dealing with things. And and but it doesn't mean that you're weak if you if you you cry or you you're feeling down. It just means that you, there's you've got this resilience in you to help you pick when you are down to help you pick you back up. 
um, and in any given situation. Um, we know that from you know from football. <laughs> we know that from football. Football is kind yes. of sports is quite a good um, analogy for that because it, 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 when you're we know that we've seen it in in games where people are down, counted out, and then they just come back and and win or somebody's injured. Right. Yeah, somebody's injury. So um, you know, obviously, and you said you want you know you got you, just a bit of if you've got a few more minutes. Um, yeah. One. That moment when you know when those things happen, we. I just want you to tell the listeners. What was when that moment? What was that? It's like a, I call it the light bulb moment. When was that moment when you just said, "You know what? I know you, you know you had the accident, and what, what? Did somebody convince you of the moment, or did you just say, you know what? I've had it. I've got to. I've got to do something about this.'" But, uh, the, the thing, the thing with my personality is, if people tell me I won't do it, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? I'm very, I'm, I suppose I'm a funny character, but if people said to me, "You've got to sort yourself out," I, I'd have just, you know, I won't use the word, but I'd have told them to off, you know. Yeah, yeah. It was my, it was my re- realization what I had done to everyone around me or anyone that's coming within my life. I, I was, I was a big wrecking ball going through people's eyes and smashing bits. Yeah. You know, and that's not a healthy thing to do for people. Yeah, you... Let alone I was going to say, that you recognise that then. You actually... For some people, they don't recognise... And this is what I think that's what I'm, I'm kind of getting from you, is that you actually... Although you was out of control, in, in, in words to that effect, you, you kind of understood that at that point... You know what? All these things are happening, and you know these things are happening, and some of them is out of my control. Some of them are in my control. I need to get control of my life. Yeah, yeah, I, I, it took a long while. You know, it, it, it took for too many incidents. It also took for me to, you know, cause an awful lot of upset to people who, who didn't deserve it. You know. Yeah, yeah, and. I, I don't like being that person. I don't. I don't want to be that person. You know, I want to be someone that people think of when I'm gone. You know, the broad light. And you know, don't get me wrong. I can still be a bit of a grumpy sod now and then. But you know, I want people to re- remember me as someone who's fun to be around and, and yeah, a happy yeah. person. Yeah. I don't want people to remember me as someone who, who smashed loads of lives to bits. Yeah, yeah. Done all these negative things. I want to be remembered in a positive vein. So, you know, that, that it was the realisation of, of what I was doing, you know, and that was my life. You know, I had them two triggers that started getting me along that thinking. As soon as I started thinking in depth about exactly what was going on, I knew that I had to sort myself out, sort myself out quickly. Because I was going to lose everything. You know, the only thing I managed to keep was my house. You now, and I call it a house instead of a home because... All of a sudden, I didn't have what made it a home because my behaviour. No, it was just a house. So, you know, all those things were like pick-up yeah. moments, really. When were you, when, just a, another question as well, when were you, how did you, when were you diagnosed or, you know, with bipolar? Or was it something that just, um, did you go to the doctors? At what point did you say, oh, I'm going to go to see this person? No, no, not bipolar. PTSD, yeah, PTSD, PTSD, yeah. PTSD, I, um, I say diagnosed, I was told, when I went to the doctor's one time, when I was feeling a bit, I, I, I sort of got forced into going against my own will, if you like. And they said, because obviously it was a local GP who, who sort of knew everything that had happened and that, and he said that you, you almost certainly have PTSD. Right. But I never followed it up. No, I just thought, well, you know, I'll deal with this on my own, you know. So that's what I've done. Eventually. Right, fantastic. So let's talk about, you know, you've got, now you've got your family, your family back. Um, things are really, really looking. Uh, yeah, I mean, I can never sort it out with my ex-wife again, unfortunately. Yeah. You know, um. Uh, you know, my, me and my kids are all close. 
you know, we spend a lot of time together. Kerry Ann and the kids still live in the village, so I'm no more than three minutes away from them. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, me and her get on well, probably better than when we were together. You know, she's she's a great mother to my kids. They're very lucky. And, you know, I've moved, I've, I don't know if you call it an old friend of 42 years old here. I don't know what the term <laughs> is. But I've got myself a new partner, you know. <laughs> Partner sounds wrong as well. I never know what to say. I'll say girlfriend. You know? yeah. And things are moving. You know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't I'll, 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 if I was you, 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 if I was you know, I was out doing it, and just meeting people and having fun. You know, going out with them, and just, just, I was just having so loads of fun. You know, so you know, I'm very lucky. I've got a good life. Yeah. So you enjoy life at the moment. So, what are some of the things that you're doing? You, you work. You're doing. You've got your work. What are some of the you? Are you you're walking your dog. I, can, I heard your dog in the background there. What other things do you do to kind of keep yourself? Um, fit mentally. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm a massive. I love my carp fishing. Yeah, I, I do a lot of fishing, which I love. It's a bit of time on my own or with the dog, yeah. you know, and you just have a good time to think. So I love my carp fishing. I do that a lot. Yeah. I haven't been to the gym as much as I used to. Um, but I just generally feel so. I go fishing. Football's a massive thing in my life. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I struggle with it a bit now because I can't really get into it. No fans, fans, mate. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> It's a struggle without it, but you know, football, I go up, I still go watch my side of my side of my for, I'll go watch Berry Town or Stowe Town, you know, so I'm still, I still go and watch plenty of football, over walks with the dog, do stuff for me kids, you know, it makes me happy. Yeah. And um, being with my kids, I absolutely love. Yeah. And how, 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 you know, you've got you've also got a good circle of friends now, you, and and you know some of the coping mechanisms that we always we always mention on the on the show is things like family, how family has been so important to a lot of people, um, and just opening up and speak um, to speaking to people because obviously you would have you would have spoken to people about some of the, some of the things you've gone through, um, and even now now you speak. It's always been. Yeah, it's always been quite hard though for me to open up to my family though because I don't, you know, they they were going through enough. They didn't need me burdening them um, with, with what was going on in my head. Do you know what I mean? For my mum to lose two sons, she didn't need to know a third was on the verge of a breakdown. You know, so I sort of hid everything from my family as much as we speaking. They could probably see it, but. I, I did my bird and my family. You know, my friends have been amazing. You know, I, I've got an amazing set of friends, and then, you know, I, they'll be surprised when you hear me say I don't really talk in that manner that much to them. But you know, they, yeah, they, they've, they've been fantastic. They're, you know, a massive support to me. My friends, yeah, they're just, my friends have just been amazing. I got, but you got to remember that all the lads, especially three of them in particular, come out of the same friends. people to to give a maybe a couple of lines or a line what they would say to somebody who may be going through um you know 
mental health struggles and problems Sim- similar to you or anything that they might be going through even now these times. What would you say? I, I think it's quite, for me, it's quite speak, find someone you trust, you know, whoever it may be, just speak about what you're going through. If you speak about it, you will feel so much better about it. Yeah. Speak to people and then, then start acting on it and seeing what you can do to help sort yourself out. Yeah. You know, there is a way out there, you know, but speaking for me is paramount it is the thing fantastic fantastic and you've you've you said you've been around um you've, you've traveled now you do talks um and have you got many more talks in the in the pipeline because uh, of covid it's, it's knocked it all a bit we, we're now trying to put everything online so I've, you know, I've got all good computer equipment and backgrounds and everything, so we, we can do it online. Um, which which I, I'm very pessimistic about. You know, I, I really didn't know if I wanted to do it, but I didn't. I love the being out, seeing people face to face, meeting people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I love that. Yeah, yeah. But actually, you know, it does actually work online a lot better than I thought it would. So I've. I've had a, I've had two this month. I, I, there's nothing else that's in the pipeline at the minute till January, and then next year I've got quite a bit booked up. Uh, all dependent on what we what we enter in the next few months. So it's a bit hit and miss, you know. I, I had such a busy year planned through Proud to Be Safe. You know, we had so much planned. Yeah. But, you know, it is what it is. You know, it is what it is. You know, I'm still here. Work in my other life, you know, in my groundwork business, you know. So, and I'll get by. It's what I do. I always do, you know. Yeah. I always get by. I always find a way. So are that's. Are you accessible you know, for people to? It is come, what it is. Are you accessible for people to come and speak to you and 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 you know whether it's social media or um, where somebody may want help and maybe want to have a. Yeah, I mean. Uh, yeah, no, that's fine. I mean, LinkedIn is the best, you know, LinkedIn's magnificent. I absolutely love it. Yeah. Um, for, for my talk in life, especially, get hold of me on there. But you can find me at Swayze78 on Twitter, Matt Hazelton on Facebook. Uh, I've got an Instagram account, but that's a bit too new for me. You know, I'm struggling with that <laughs> still. But, but I am I am about, you know, if, they, if anyone did want to find me on any of those formats, Fantastic, and it's been great speaking to you. I mean, I know, you know. Um, and Jay, thank you so much. No, it's it's, it's been it's been a, it's been a pleasure, and, and um, you, I can clearly see there's, you know, when you, I could feel your pain. Honestly, I could feel it. Um, you know, because you know, I've been through things myself, and yeah, um, you know, I've lost my I lost my brother at a young age, and been through things as I've grown up. So, yeah, um, it's been. It's been good talking to you, and and just I could, you know, I could see you, the the pain, and and you know, obviously things things never go away, but all we can do, do is hope that things get better, and that's what you've done. You've made things get better. You've got a strong family, um, strong family. You've got friends. You you got, and then the community, and that's I think that's what it boils down to is having a if we can if people could have a community of people around them, then when something happens they know that there's somebody they can turn to and, and everybody comes together and you seem to have a good um, you know, absolutely so yeah yeah absolutely correct and um, I'd like to say thank you for coming on and um, last thing how, how are Ipswich doing? well we were flying but typical Ipswich style we've started to lose a few but you know again it is what it is we we um, there was a thing come out today actually that the local newspaper done a celebration of when we got promoted in 2000 you know yeah. at Wembley in the playoffs and you watch that and you listen to some of the ex-players like James Gobroff Kieran Dyer Matt Holland yeah, 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 Johnson Marcus Stewart you know Stewart, yeah. um, Tony Mowbray Mark Venus you know and you see the emotion of these guys speaking you know, and it actually choked me up a bit. You know, you see at the end of it, 
them talking about Idris Town Football Club and uh, Tony Mowbray, you know, big rough, tough centre half. You know, Wells up. I mean, there's other reasons why Wells up as well. And then Marcus Stewart do the same. You know, and it, you just realise what a special time it was, and how much that we would love to go back to some times like that. You know, it's unfortunately. Ipswich seems to be a club that's in a very, very deep hole at the minute, you know, and hopefully they'll find the light and find the way out of it yeah, and we can all enjoy it again. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I'd say, I'd say thank you for coming on and, and talking and, um, you know, you know, if any if at any point that you, you, you know, you feel you want to just let off some steam or something or just have a chat, you know, we can we can do that, even even do that as an episode if you wanted to. Where you just talked about and a rant, yeah, yeah, no, that's... and it'd be brilliant. And also to promote your talks as well, that'd be brilliant. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd really like, I'd really like to come back on. Yeah, definitely. Um, and we can probably. Talk I've really enjoyed it. Yep. All right, then we'll. I'll leave you with that, <laughs> everyone. Yeah, I better get off and get my kids and go and have my roast dinner at your mum's now. <laughs> roast dinner at your mum's. <laughs> Say hello to everyone for me. And that. I will do. Was men or nuts? Speak to you soon.